What's up, CU College? How's everybody doing? Y'all doing all right? My name is Nate. I'm the uh, Stone Oak Campus Pastor and also oversee our Next Generation Ministries. So, uh, man, it's good to be back in the CU College room. We also want to welcome, and if y'all didn't know this, we record this every single week. There's a CU College podcast. You can listen to it after. Send it to a friend. So we welcome in the CU College podcast. But hey, I want to give a shout out real quick to my man, Pastor Joey. Anybody know this guy? Anybody know this guy? Hey, listen, I really mean this. I've, I have hired a lot of great people. It has nothing to do with me. I just got lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of them are in this room. But there's something special about this dude right here. He's got a bright future in ministry and a bright future at Church Unlimited. And not only like in this room, in our student room, and he's leading several different ministries and several different staffs, he's got an incredible future, not as well as an incredible present. So give it up for Pastor Joey real quick. You know, I, I like to know... I like to know like what y'all been talking about and stuff. And I said, hey man, what'd you talk about the past two weeks? He's like, two weeks ago I talked about Moses. I was like, love it. You can go a hundred different directions. So I won't ask all the details of that. I'm like, what'd you talk about last week? He said, Philippians. And I said, so what I try to do is I try to almost like reiterate what the pastor says because he's the pastor in the room. I'm just kind of like the guest guy with a, trying to be old with his hat backwards. I mean, trying to be young with an old guy with his hat backwards. Um, supposed to be funny. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. Um, but thanks, thanks, Alex. I love you, bro. It's good to see you. I was Alex's life group leader in college, high school, not college. But anyway, so I asked him, I said, hey, what'd you talk about? And I said, hey, I try to reiterate differently the things that he says, just encourage you guys. And this is what he said. He said, Paul, last week talked about Philippians. He said, Paul writes the happiest book in the Bible from the worst circumstances. He obviously knew that our faith isn't based on our situation. Like, let me just tell you that. I don't know who he hijacked that from, but that's like Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd, Bill Cornelius type stuff. And so what you're hearing in this room is life-changing. If you apply that and only that out of all the weeks of CU College, your faith in your life would be drastically different. So thank you, Joey, for loving Jesus, loving us in this room, and loving God's word to share it with passion and enthusiasm. I just love it. So good stuff. All right, so tonight we're gonna be talking about smells. Cool? Sounds good? Lean over to your neighbor and say, go like this, go, you stank. <laughs> Lean over to your neighbor and say, you be stanking. Now, now if, you got a, if you got a cute girl next to you dudes, you can go, you can go, girl, you got a sweet aroma. <laughs> What's your name? Don't be afraid. Hey, listen, we're at church. It's okay to meet a girl or something like that. But girls, I want to say this. If he ain't serving, I don't know who said this, but I'm going to hijack it. If he ain't serving in God's house, he ain't going to serve in your house. So don't let him take you out. If you know what I'm saying, ladies. So if there's a guy that hits on you at CU College and he ain't serving, just say, when you start serving, then you can take me out. Like set some stipulations to it. That's not what we're talking about tonight, but I feel like that was like extra. You didn't pay for that. So, so here's the thing. So there's, there's some funny stories that I have about smells because in July I got COVID. And um, I know it wasn't too rough, gratefully. I know a lot of people have had it. It's been horrible, taking a lot of lives. Gratefully, it wasn't too bad. But I remember we were in Louisville, Kentucky, and we, uh, we get exposed to COVID because Stacy's whole family has it. That's my wife, Stacy. Um, we've been married for 14 years. And so uh, she said, hey, babe, we can't, we can't get on the flight. And I'm like, babe, as long as we wear a mask. And she's like, they say you're not allowed to get on the flight. And I'm like, we don't really know that they have COVID. She's like, they tested positive. We know they had COVID. I'm like, nah, it could be wrong. And so we end up driving, we rent a van, and we drive back, and I'm going to have a vulnerable moment with you all. It's probably a little inappropriate for a stage in a crowd like this, but sometimes, if you've heard me speak before, sometimes I like to get inappropriate. Um, so on the way back, I 
had bad gas. And, um, and when you're a dad of three kids, you feel it's your, your like father responsibility to lock the windows <laughs> when you got bad gas. So I locked the windows and I'm like, I'm like, wait for it, wait for it. Oh my gosh, somebody pooped. And it's like my daughter, my four-year-old's going, dad. And I'm like, it wasn't me, it was your mom. And, and it's like nasty and all this. And it's kind of funny. I know this is terrible. But so then we get to the hotel. It's several hours later because we're driving across the country straight up. And we get in the hotel and, and it happens again. I'm sorry, it happens again. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even smell anymore. I'm like, this is awesome. It doesn't stink. And my kids are like, dad, you stink. And I'm like, I don't even smell it. <gasps> I had COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like bad. And then my brother-in-law, I was talking to him about it too, same time. He's the one that I got it from. He said, uh, he said he, he, he started to notice like he stopped using deodorant and he didn't stink anymore. And he's like, I have defeated body odor. I'm like, why would that be the first thing that came to mind, you moron? And so he's like, I defeated body odor. And then he goes and hangs out with his fiance and she's like, babe, you stink. And he's like, Noah, <gasps> oh. So if you ever lose smell, that could be the issue with it. So I remember my daughter, I got a lot of uh, smelling stories. My daughter, uh, she's, in, uh, she's at London Middle School, uh, Elementary School, so she's probably in fourth grade, I guess two years ago. She's in fourth grade. So they're doing a fire drill, and they all got to hide in the closet, like all the whole room. It's probably about 20 kids hiding in a little closet. And for some reason, she like crouches down instead of sits down. And when she crouches down, fourth grade girl, poor little thing, she, she drops butt in the middle of the, uh, the closet. And so then obviously everybody looks at her and she's like, it wasn't me. And she's in the corner all by herself, like poor thing. And you can't blame it on the chair. You know how people blame it on the chair. Like it was the chair, I promise. It's like the worst thing in the world. Well, anyway, so there's a lot of stories of things that we have with different smells and all that. Um, Maybe some of you have like uh, something in the morning. Like how many of y'all cook coffee in the morning or make coffee in the morning? Some of y'all do. I love the smell of coffee in the morning. Every single morning, I turn on my coffee maker, I make it mix some stuff, do a little frother and all that. I love coffee in the morning. I love the smells. It's almost nostalgic for me, even though my kids didn't make coffee when I was a kid. I remember the smell of a baseball field like no other when I was a kid. I would, somebody, somebody's with me over there. When I would go to the park, the baseball park, I would smell the hot dogs cooking, just the, the dirt smell, I guess dirty kid smell. I don't know what it is, but like whenever I smell that, I'm like, man, it takes me back to Little League when I rode the pines and I wasn't very good and I never played and I really wanted to and the coach would put me in in the last inning when we're getting smoked by 20. But I I love that smell. And it also reminds me of going to Dodgers games with my dad. My dad was a huge Dodgers fan, died in 2015. Horrible story, a lot of y'all have heard it before. But um, whenever I get the smell of of a a Dodger dog, like when you go to Los Angeles Stadium and you go to Dodger Stadium, get the smell of a Dodger dog, the stadium, like it's just, that smell brings up incredible memories and nostalgia. It brings up contentment, it brings up joy, it brings up incredible memories that I can't forget. The particular aroma stirs beyond explanation and it sounds crazy, but it runs deep. The smells that you smell, some of them are disgusting and repulsing and some of them just take you right back to a situation and for some reason God uses your senses of smell to appreciate something that's happened in the past. And sometimes we smell something and it reminds us of the worst things. You know, the last six months of my dad's life, there's, there were some smells coming from his room. I'm just gonna be honest, I'm not gonna go into details and I'm not gonna joke about it because it's not a joking matter to me. Whenever I smell that, I get like disgusted emotional. And I'm like, it just, it honestly reminds me of death. It's not something that I wanna think about. It's not something I wanna remember. 
It's a rough smell for me. It's a, it's a, a horrible memory. So I'm opening up a passage, and guess what it's talking about? It's talking about smells, aromas, or a fragrance. And all throughout the Bible, certain scents seem to hold specific meanings for God. So let's pray as we open up God's word. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that we can be encouraged by it. And as we're taking a different approach to a message today, and we're gonna do a little things a little bit different at the end, Lord, I pray that every single one of us, including myself, can hear what you wanna say to my heart, what you wanna say to their heart. Lord, I pray that we just can, figuratively speaking, put our hands up in the air and say, I surrender to whatever you want me to say. Or, or we lay our hands out with open hands and we say, I'm ready to take whatever you want me to take. I'm ready to receive whatever you want me to receive. Lord, help us to hear from you in this moment. Because I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have me here for a specific reason to speak to a specific heart. And so, Lord, I just pray that every single person, including myself, adults, staff, everyone, can listen up to what you want to say to them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. So four different, excuse me, four different aromas we're talking about from Scripture that God appreciates and he loves. The first is this, the aroma of prayer. In the Old Testament, God required a constant burning of incense, which sounds a little crazy. Sounds like somebody smoking some ganja or something. I don't know really what's going on. But it wasn't so much the smell, but it was a reminder. So the incense, it was not so much of the smell. It was a reminder of God's people praying to God. Jesus loved the smell, the aroma of our prayers. He loved it, and he loved to be reminded of it. You know, I I got news for you tonight. This, This may be shocking to you. Most of you, I'd say it probably doesn't because a lot of you are attending of Church Unlimited. We're a very honest church. We want to be honest with you. We want to be real, very transparent. God wants to hear your heart. He's not scared of your frustration. He's not scared of your bad language. He's not scared of anything. Now, when you enter into prayer, if you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, surrendered your life to him by asking him in your heart. Now, when you pray and you know Jesus, you're walking into the throne room of God. So it's kind of like Jesus is sitting on the throne. We're getting on our knees, figuratively speaking or not, and we're praying to him. So he's sitting there right there. We're talking. We have an open communion with God. When you pray, you have that. So God's not scared of your anger. He's not scared of frustration. He's not scared of your doubts, your questions. He wants to hear that. He doesn't want to hear, oh, dear God, you're so good and mighty. And and those prayers that we prayed when we were kids or you heard people pray, you know what those are? They're not prayers because they're not from the heart. And so when we pray, it's a fragrant aroma to God. You know, when I was a kid, I was so ritualistic in my prayers. You know, does anybody have, let's just be real, any of you have a ritualistic, which means a common prayer that you pray over and over for your dinner, for meal, every time you pray. Some of y'all have it. Some of y'all are like, so like, ah, that, me. that was me, big time. I'm talking the time from I was like, pray for, I would say, God is great, God is good, let us thank you for this food, amen. Somebody's like, I say that too. My, my little four-year-old daughter, she says the sweetest prayer in the world. It's a ritualistic prayer, but it's like, oh, she's so cute. You can say it, and I'll just watch you the whole time, I won't even close my eyes. And so when I would go to school, this is what I do, because I feel like I had to pray it. Like, if I didn't pray this prayer, I'd get sick and die or something. And so I, I don't know what it was. I really would. And so I would do this. I, I should have put a chair on. I'd be sitting in my chair and I'd be like, well, I can't pray in school because I'll get judged. I'll drop something. God is great. God is good. Let us thank you for this food. Amen. <laughs> Y'all ready to eat? Straight up. I'm not joking. I did it so many times. I did it almost every day at school lunch because I felt like I had to pray. That's not what God wants. If you have a prayer that you feel like you need to pray because it makes you right, holy, or closer to God, you're not really praying. Prayer needs to be from the heart. God wants to hear your heart, your truth. He wants everything that you're thinking and feeling and everything. He's not afraid to hear your hurt. He's not afraid to hear your heart. 
He isn't offended by your questions. And we won't dig into this, but if you read the book of Lamentations or if you read the book of Psalms, David and many other authors, man, you read what they say and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I can be real. And that's scripture, that's God's word, but they are extremely real. But we think by saying, God, I trust you. I know I'm going through a hard time, but you've got a plan. I know what you're doing and this and that, and and I trust you, God. That's probably not true. Because I've had times, even, even this week, where I've had situations happen in my life, and I'm like, Lord, I know you're good, and I trust you, but I don't like it, and I'm frustrated, and can you help me figure it out, please? Because when you pray your heart, it's like you're talking to someone, and it's transparent, and it's real. And so instead of making up stuff and, and saying what somebody else has said, just, just talk to God. And there does need to be the reverence. There does need to be the fear. There has to be that because you're entering into the throne room. There's, there's a direct conversation with God through the Holy Spirit. Don't understand how it takes place, but it does. And, but, but you need to be real. Talk about what you want to talk about. That phone call that you make, I, I've asked this a lot. I even talked about this on, when I preached a broadcast a few weeks ago, I said, who's the first call that you make? Meaning the friend whenever you're going through a hard time. When, however you have that conversation, bro, you're not going to believe what just freaking happened. That's the things that you need to be saying to God. Well, you probably don't need to call him bro because he's not your bro, he's your God. But you can say, God, I can't believe this just freaking happened. God's gonna be okay that you said freaking in your prayers. Because he's heard a lot worse coming out of your mouth already. Mine too. So be real in your prayers and it's a fragrant offering to God. You know what I learned this morning? This morning, God bottles up our prayers. I was, I was reading it. It was actually a blog by, by some lady. I was just looking at kind of aroma of God and all this. And, it, and it's talking about in Romans 5, Revelation 5.8. I didn't even know this. It's amazing when you actually read the Bible, what you can learn. Uh, it says in Revelation 5.8, it says this. Each one is talking about, I won't go into all this, but this is kind of revelation. It's kind of intense stuff, but they're in heaven. John's seeing a vision, all that. But he's seen some creatures that are worshiping around the throne room of God. It says each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. Isn't that interesting? When you really pray, God holds on to it. I don't know if, I didn't really have a bad day, but I, I don't know how that looks if he like just pulls it out and hears your prayers years later, or maybe the next night, or plays it over and over and says, that's his heart. That's his prayer. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But all I know is it says, there's a bowl full of incense, which are the prayer of God's people. Do you think it's gonna be your, oh, holy God, I trust you, I believe you? No, it's gonna be the one where you're like, my life sucks right now, this isn't fair, I don't understand what's going on, why are you doing this, God? Help me in this situation. Those are the ones that he's gonna hear. Those are the ones that he's gonna remember and those are the ones he's gonna bottle up. He hears you and he wants you to pray from your heart. So the second fragrant offering he loves is this, the aroma of repentance. Now, repentance is a big word. I wanted to change it because I'm talking to a very relevant, connected crowd and that's just an old school, old dude word. And I'm that old dude. But it's a word that you need to know. Repentance is, it's like, it's like regret. It's like remorse. It's like sorrow for something that you did in the past. And have you ever had someone apologize and you know they're full of it? A couple of y'all are like, yes, an hour ago. And some of y'all are like, he's talking to you. <laughs> Have you ever heard somebody apologize and you're like, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for apologizing. I usually follow up with this. Some of y'all heard me say this. I'll say, hey, do you, do you have to use the restroom now? And they'll go, why? I'll say, because you're full of crap. <laughs> and, and I've said that before because I'm just, sometimes I'm a little too honest. You can ask some of our staff. 
But, but God wants, wants you to repent and be sorry, not be full of crap with your repentance. So let's say it's this. Say you looked at something on your phone, you sent something on your phone, you received something on your phone you shouldn't have. God doesn't want to hear, oh, Lord, I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. No, God wants to hear, Lord, Lord, I blew it. I'm sorry. I am going to break my phone now because I'm so sorry for the things that I've done. And a lot of us are sorry for getting caught. We're not sorry for the action. But repentance is being sorry for what you did no matter what the consequence. Because when you're really sorry, then you don't really care what you look like. Every one time I got busted in something simple, I won't go into the details of it, it didn't really matter right now, but I got busted in something simple and I, I, was, I, was, I was broken that I got busted, if you know what I'm saying. But then my bustedness led to my brokenness because I realized, you know what? I'm offending God, I'm offending my wife, and I'm offending my future kids. So I can't act like this. And so it's remorse, it's sorrow, it's brokenness. Psalm 51:17 says this, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O oh God. When you talk to someone or you offended someone, we need to be remorseful, repentant. And when do I sin against God? Maybe somebody was like, well, what does it mean when I sin? Anytime you don't honor God, it could be with your words, your thoughts, your actions, the things you've said to something else, someone else, the things you've thought. It could be anything. And we can go to more details of what those are. And here's another thing. Hey, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like if there's something we said that's just like over your head or maybe too churchy, we try not to be that here at Church Unlimited. That's why some people call us not a real church because we're, we try to connect with people that don't fully understand. But I, I want you to understand what it means. So don't be afraid to ask questions like, what does he mean when he says sin? Like, what is that? What's, it's anything that we do that misses the mark, that doesn't honor God. Honoring God is the mark. Well, anything that doesn't honor God is, is missing the mark in sin. He wants your heart. He wants you to be repentant. Does the prayer of repentance stink? Does your prayer of repentance stink in a negative way or is it a sweet fragrant offering to the Lord Second Corinthians 2.14 says this but thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession excuse me now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume so the last part of that verse I'm going to read that again he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume the aroma of our witness about Christ is the third aroma, the third fragrance that God loves of our witness, of the witness of Jesus. Your voice talking about Jesus is a fragrant sacrifice to God. When you tell others about Jesus, you can demonstrate with your lifestyle, and that's important, and you should, but your, your lifestyle should back up your words or your words should back up your lifestyle. And so don't be afraid to tell people what God's doing in your life. You know, sometimes I sell stuff online. I get bored and I sell junk or I'll buy something and sell it just to make some money on the side. It's just fun to me. Whenever I meet somebody online, I used to just kind of like invite them to church. But now I try to literally share the gospel with them from beginning to end. I, was sell, I sold a golf cart literally two days ago. It was kind of funny. I sold a golf cart to this guy. And I was like, hey, man, let me ask you a question. Um, do you think you'd go to heaven if you died today? And he's like, what? <laughs> hey, how about here? <laughs> I said, no, man, seriously, like, do you think God's got a purpose for your life? He's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I used to go to church. Hey, man, so what's this, what's this wheel problem here? I'm like, hey, don't worry about the golf cart for a second. You don't have to buy it if you don't want. Let me just talk to you about Jesus for a second. Because I, I don't care to be an influence of being cool. I mean, you, you can probably tell. <laughs> I, I don't care people to, for people to love me because of my personality. I mean, my flesh comes out sometimes, and sometimes I do. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I just really want this. I've resolved to know nothing but Jesus Christ in his name. And when you do that, you're not gonna have to worry about the insecurities, a lot of the depression that's gonna go away. 
a lot of the frustrations of life. But when you tell people about Jesus, something is revolutionary. And then what happens is your life begins to change. And then it's a fragrant offering to God. And sometimes you don't know how to tell people about Jesus. You can learn how. We'll talk about it. Listen to messages. And then begin to regurgitate the message that you hear. That's telling people about Jesus as well. Fourth one and the last one. And we'll give a response time with this. And then we're going to do something kind of interactive for a second. The fourth one is this, our life. Our lives our lives are a fragrant offering rising up to God. Or are they not? What, what are your lives? Are they, are they a fragrant offering to God or are, they, or are they a stench? It's a question you really gotta ask yourself. And it's kind of weird talking about smells, talking about your life. Yeah, it's a little different. But it talks about fragrant offerings in scripture. If it's gonna talk about it in scripture, I'm gonna talk about it. Is your life a fragrant offering to God? Or does it stench to God? Because in Amos 5.21, he says, your religious festival, festivals are a stench to me. So that means that God is sitting there going, man, I love what's coming from his life. I love the fragrance of his prayers. I love the fragrance of him just talking about me. He didn't even understand. <laughs> He's botching my story up. But I love the, 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 the aroma of the words coming out of his mouth as he's sharing the, the story, my story to hit that person. And her life, man, I just, I, I could experience this aroma all day long. It's a fragrant offering to me. What does God say about your life? Because in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says this, therefore I urge you, brethren, it's by the brethren, sorry, I'm, I'm quoting a verse, I need to read it, okay. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. So the question I ask you today, is your life a living sacrifice? Or is it not? It's a, it's a simple yes or no, is your, is your life a living sacrifice? Is your life a fragrant aroma to God? Would, would God love what's going through your screen every single night at about 1 a.m. before you go to bed? Would God love the investment of your time that you're making in your life? Would God love the, the fight that you're putting up to fight against the schemes of the devil? Or would he love your surrender? How would God respond to your life? Is it a fragrant offering to God? How are you sacrificing? How are you surrendering all to him? Because I want, I want God to say this about me. Maybe this is just me. I want God to say, when I get to heaven, I, I remember this offering. I remember your life. I remember your prayers. I remember your repentance when you would make stupid decisions. And I forgave you every time. I remember the time you talked about me. I remember your life. And, and I'll say this. Hey, well done, son. Well done. Here, bow your head and close your eyes. Let me just ask you this right now, real simple. If you need to surrender your life to be a fragrant offering to God, you can do that right now. Because it says in scripture, it says, Jesus Christ, he came to this earth. He stepped out of heaven. He stepped out of heaven. Tens of thousands of angels are bound on his feet. He stepped out of heaven to walk on this earth like you and I. Men and women, they took him, they beat him, they killed him. They hung him on a cross, put nails through his hands, through his feet. God put all the sin of the world. He put all of your junk, all of your images, all of your rebellion, all of your arrogance, all of your anything. And he put it on Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, he took our place. You know, he lived the life that we couldn't live. Perfection to die the death that we deserve. For our sin, he died for us. 
And when we sacrifice our life, living sacrifice, a fragrant aroma to God, when we sacrifice our life by giving him everything, we can not only have eternal life, but we can be a fragrant offering to God. And if you want to surrender your life to Christ right now, because you understand he died for you, he rose from the dead for you, and you want to surrender everything to him, then I just ask you to pray this prayer with me. Let's pray. Let's pray this out loud. Nobody prays alone. Let's pray this out loud together. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I know that you died on the cross for me. I give you my past. I give you my present. I give you my future. I give you my life. Please come into my heart and live with me forever. I make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, every head bowed and every eye closed. You know, if you made that decision, I just, I just want to celebrate with you for a second. Would you, just, uh, would you just look up at me real quick? I just want to make eye contact with you. There's not everybody looking around. I see you, dude. That's awesome. Make, make sure I see you. I just, want to, I just want to make eye contact with you. I'm not going to re- remember every single face that I see right now. I see you. Both of y'all, both of y'all looking at me. That's amazing. I see y'all. Thank you so much. I see you, dude. That's awesome, man. Proud of you, man. Okay. I'm looking slowly because I don't want to miss anybody. I can't see everybody very well. Okay, anybody over here on your right? see you. Appreciate the honesty. Several of you all said you wanted to give your life to Christ. That's amazing. Everybody look up. Can we just, can we just applaud real quick? I don't, I don't want to be deceiving. We want to see you walk with Christ. We want to see you understand it. But, but those four, five, six, seven people that, that looked up at me and said they surrendered their life to Christ, that's why we do what we do. We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die. Period. That's about four or five more people in heaven. You know, it says tens and thousands of angels are rejoicing in heaven right now because of you. They're having a, a freaking party. And they might even be saying freaking in heaven. So we're going to do something a little bit different. This is, probably never done anything like this. We get the chairs ready. And every, oh, we got them already. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to lift up some fragrant offerings to God. We're not going to burn incense. We're not going to smoke weed. We're not going to do any of that. It's not going to be the physical smell that we're going to deal with right now. Our prayers our repentance, our witness, and our lives. And there's about five lives that we're a living sacrifice right now. And that was a fragrant offering to God. So, so I don't know if God's like up there smelling and going, all right, I hear you. See you college lifting up that fragrant aroma. I love it. We're getting ready to do it even more. So here's what's going to happen. We got four chairs, one here, one there, one back there, and one back right there. This is where it's going to get hard, but a lot of us are going through something. All of us are. Here in a minute... We're just, band's going to be playing. We're not going to be singing. Um, we're going to ask you if you want to be prayed over to come sit in the chair. And then what I was going to ask is, you all, staff will help, but I really want it to be y'all. Forget staff. Staff can leave. Y'all don't need to leave. I can leave. Y'all can be here. Y'all are going to go over, lay your hand on them. Just pray for them. Pray for them out loud. If you've never prayed, try it out. Dear God, um, help them. I don't know what they're going through. Help them. Uh, help them. That's a beautiful prayer. Four chairs. Somebody get up in a second and do that. Next is this. So that's, that's prayer. That's a fragrant offering. Next is this, repentance. Some of you are like, man, I, I jacked up last night. We don't care what you did last night. God does. Why don't you just come down here and just, if you got to get on your knees and just come with a friend or something and just, and just pray, and, and, and nobody's going to call you out, or, hey, what'd you do last night? <laughs> that's, that's, not what we, that's not how we roll. Come up here and just repent, and say, Lord, I need to get it right. 
I don't need to be doing what I was doing, and, I, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm, I'm sleeping with my boyfriend. I'm sorry I'm sleeping with my girlfriend. I shouldn't be doing this. And, 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 I, and I need to repent, and I need to make it right. Third is this, the witness. Well, how are we going to be a witness? Maybe you need to pick up your friend and FaceTime him right now and say, hey, man, I don't know how to tell you about Jesus, but I want to tell you about Jesus. But I don't want to miss this moment because I know when I leave this room, I'm not going to do it. So can we have a conversation later or, or now? In fact, here's a staff member. He can help me. Here, come here. Hey, so tell me about Jesus. Like, who cares if it's awkward? It doesn't matter. It's amazing. When you do things with confidence, even with awkwardness, nobody cares. They appreciate your honesty. Or maybe you could just text a friend and say, hey, man, I'm praying for you about this, this, and this. That's how you can be a witness. And God's loving the fragrant aroma coming from this room. Or maybe we can get real bold. But listen, it's the time to be bold. It's a great opportunity. It's a great night. God's doing something in this room. I know he is. Maybe you need to go across the room and say, do you need to give your life to Jesus? So here's how that could go. The person on the receiving end of that conversation says, no, I'm a Christian. Get over it. They love you. They care for you. And they're worried about your eternity. Whether they're wrong or not, that's, that's a good friend right there. That's the friend that you need to be like homies with for the rest of your life. Because they're more worried about you and your eternity than they are your feelings. So first thing is this. We're going to open it up and we're going to do one of these four things. We can put them up here. I got the four things. First thing is this. The prayer. If you want to pray, we're going to sit down. They're there right there. Prayer. Sit down and, and then uh, all, you others come and pray over them. Some of y'all need to come down here and repent. That's a fragrant aroma. Third is this. Witness. Text. FaceTime. Go across the room. Ask somebody. And the last thing is this. If, if life, You need to give your life to Christ and you need their life to be a fragrant offering to God, then just come up to one of our staff members. I'll be up here. Pastor Joe will be up here. Um, we'd love to talk to you and help you understand what that means. Does that make sense? Let me know what's going on next. All right, a little different, a little interactive. I really felt led to do this, and I'm excited about it. I, I really don't care if it's awkward for a moment. It's a great opportunity to encounter God and to be encouraged by others. Let me pray. Band's gonna play, and you go do one of the four things. Let's pray. Father God, Thank you for what you've done in this room tonight already. Lord, I just ask you in the name of Jesus Christ that you continue to show up tonight because we're not done here and I don't think you're done here. And so Lord, we'll, we'll stay here as long as we need to stay. Lord, I just pray that, I pray that, that, that our people, that your people will do business with you right here in this place. That some of them will pray to you for the first time. Some of them will pray over somebody for the first time. Some of them will repent of the junk that they're doing for the first time. And they'll come clean. Some of them will walk across the room and say, hey man, I don't know what to do, but I feel like you need Jesus. Do you? Lord, I pray that someone will be a witness. Just one person. And then I pray in response to that, somebody gives their life to you. I pray that this, this room is, is being smelled from heaven. Lord, I just, I just pray that you just do something special in here and, and you do business in this place. Because we know that you can and we know that you will and we trust you that you will. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Go ahead and continue to do one of the four right now.